Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Well, what a week it's been, Rich. What a week it's been to be a Talker United fan as we welcome you to this week's Yellow Army podcast. Indeed. indeed. A good win. Well, an ugly win, but a good win yeah. last Saturday. Yeah, the first half was a, was a bit not forgettable because you want to learn from it. But mm. um, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't say it was the best performance of the season. But the second half was much improved. And then I didn't I didn't watch the, the working game because I was at a gig, but you did it. It was very. It was yeah. a very good performance. Again, it wasn't a pretty game to watch, but Torquay played well. They defended extremely well, and when the chance came, Toppy Fadahunzi took it. Yeah. Uh, first goal for the club. He obviously got the assist last Saturday as yep. well. Which, so that's uh, not bad. Yeah. He started pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah. So we'll talk about him a little bit later on as well. We've got a new striker too. We have a new. That's, people of a certain age will know. In case people didn't recognise that, and, and mercifully we didn't do, we, we didn't do the wah-wah guitar in, in there as well. Uh, Lewis Collins yeah. has signed for Talker United. Yeah. Not that Lewis Collins. Doyle. Was it Bodie or Doyle? I think it was Doyle, I'm not sure. Okay. It, was, it, 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 it was the one with the curly hair. No, he wasn't. That's Martin Shaw was the one with the curly hair, wasn't he? No, no, no. The curly hair one was... was Martin Shaw became a judge, didn't he? He did. And he... No, he he had the straighter hair. No, I'm not sure. Well, we, we'll 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 find we'll dig out a picture. Yeah, we'll yeah. have a look in a minute. But we digress. We do. There's much to discuss. This There's a week. lot to discuss. We'll talk Hang about, on to your hats. <laughs> I filled the notebook. In. We'll talk about the two games um, that we've gone through this week. We'll talk about the game coming up on Saturday. Which, if you look at the betting odds, which we discussed with Gary in a minute. Is the most one-sided game in England. Are you going to pop a guinea week? on it? I've already done it. I've already done it at uh, at eleven to one. Wow! For the home side. Wow! That's got to be worth a punt. Um, and Notts County obviously have some very familiar names in their side. We'll talk about all those yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at how Buckland got on at the weekend. We'll look at how the Torquay United uh, women's team got on at the mm-hmm. weekend, and even the walking footballers did well. Did they? They did. Well. Did they? Without me, they did fine. And what we will also have is the ceremonial opening of a 1970 World Cup coin. Wow. That's going to be quite something. Yeah. But first of all, it's press call day today. It's the year I was born, Guy. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's press call day today. That's really profoundly depressing. <laughs> um, and we had a good chat with, uh, with Gary just now. So have a listen to that. And we'll be back Ba-da-ba. to chat to you on the other side <laughs> of Gary Johnson. So, Gaffer, a win against Maidstone, a draw up at the Woking. It's been a pleasing week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a decent week for the boys, you know, and always helps with a bit of confidence on and off the field, you know, supporters, directors um, uh, from off the field and players on the field. You know, suddenly uh, you see that we, you can compete in a team that's in the top three or four, and, uh, you know, we can beat teams. Uh, that are not in the top three or four. So um, it's just nice to to get that feeling of uh, getting a few points 
and a, a winning run of four wins now to include the, the cup game. So, uh, and it's, you know, we, we've gradually got better and better, and uh, we've certainly not let in so many goals. Um, but the big test, of course, uh, I'll lead you into your next question. Uh, the big test is obviously Saturday, where Notts County, top of the league, uh, probably the best, one of the best, one or first or second uh, best in the league, and uh, it, that will be a proper test. Um, not that not all tests, but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see where we are. I want to see who copes with it, uh, which players can be effective against a, a team top of the league, so that we can build on. Uh, build with those players in mind to say yes you can cope with it and then the rest of the season you keep building and finding the people that can so you've got a squad of 16 that can deal with and cope with the teams top of the league. Just touching on what you said there Gaff, obviously two very tough, different tests over the past week that your team have, have passed this, six points are at play more both teams going very much for the same goal, and then going up to Woking, which does set you up quite nicely for the game against Notts County, the team towards the top of the table. Obviously, Notts County are going to be a completely different test, but it was a, it was a finely timed uh, point up at Woking to show that you can compete with the top sides in the division. It was, and uh, listening you know, to, the, to the manager's comments, he was, um, you know, he was quite uh, disappointed with, with his own team's performance, but he, he, you know, he did mention our team's performance, that we made it very difficult for them. And, and that's what you've got to do. You, you can't sit back and, and watch other teams play. You have to adjust sometimes to the other team's tactics, um, you know, whether they play the long ball or whether they, you know, they're short passing teams. I mean, again, we, we can have from one end of the spectrum to the other where we've, we've played some teams um, that play the long ball. We played a Woking team that play a little bit of both, and now we play Notts County. We're very much a possession-based side, so um, you have to deal with all those scenarios. And this is one that we have to deal with as well because they they pass and move, and, um, and the, the manager's got them in a. He's found he's found the players to play to the system that he he knows well. Um, and they've got to be top players to play in that system. And, you know, we know two or three of them, so we know that they've got that ability. Um, but we mustn't let them have all their own way. And we've got, to, on occasions, we've got to play ourselves because while you've got the ball, they can't uh, play their game. Um, but if you give it to them and you can't win it back quickly, then uh, it's going to be a, a difficult afternoon. But, uh, you know, we get a good crowd again. I mean, we, we normally do okay against Notts County at home. And uh, it's a good test for us, absolutely. But it's a, one that we can look forward to right now. That's the most important thing about our last few results. And the man that got the goal on Tuesday night, Tope Falcons, he's now got an assist and a goal in his, his first two games. And that, although he's obviously not the finished article just yet, uh, he's, he definitely brings something different to this team, doesn't he? He does. He's got good power and pace. Um, you know, we still wanted to get him up to our uh, fitness, if you like, sharpness. Um, you know, we always ask for an intensity, and uh, 
he's, he's understanding that a little bit more now. But um, you know, if, you, if you're making a goal and scoring a goal, then, then you've played your part. And so, um, yeah, we've been pleased with his first couple of games, but I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, there will be more to come. And uh, we haven't seen the best of him yet. And of course, Gaffer, yesterday you announced uh, another new forward signing in, in Lewis Collins. Tell us a little bit about him. Well, Lewis, we, we, we've had on our radar for a little while. I mean, he's 21, coming up 22, so he's not a young youngster. Um, and uh, he, he played in nearly all, or was involved in most of the Newport squads. Um, he, he, he done I first remembered him when he played in the semi-final at the, at the playoffs. And, um, and he was sort of like a young lad coming through and he thought, you know, he's, he's going to be a good player. Um, so we kept an eye on him as it's fairly local to us as far as signings are concerned. Um, and then the situation came up and, and they're the ones that we, we like, the ones that we followed for a little bit. And then suddenly, yes, he's available. They knew of our interest. Um, it was the last day of the transfer deadline. So, yeah or the second to last day, um, what was it, on Saturday. We met him in the, I've never met him before, but we, we met him in Downsy in a service station, and uh, he offered to pay for the coffees, in which case he's a good one. That was a, good, that was a first. <laughs> we didn't let him, by the way, but uh, he offered. Um, he's a striker, come wide play. He can play either of those positions. He's quick and uh, reverent guy. And, you know, he, he met all our, answered all our Gustavo questions and, um, and came through it well. And I spoke to George straight away, he said, look, we've got to get this kid in, we've got this opportunity. Um, and he said, go ahead. And he said, lovely. And it all worked out well. And it's important to have those kind of different options, isn't it? What's still going to be a, a very busy end to the season? It is because, you know, we, we're... we're we're bringing in players, we're losing some players, through whether it be injury or whatever it might be. Um, uh, Ricky, we know that, you know, went back because he wouldn't put himself in front of the new, new manager. <coughs> and, uh, you know, we've still got a few injuries and that. So we haven't really got a big squad. Um, but we've got to make sure we've got enough of a squad, a quality squad, to cope with all the games that we're going to have to play. Um, because it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday for a little while and, uh, and I'm sure the Saturdays that are available late on in the season, we've got to put Chesterfield in yet. Uh, we want to do well in the trophy, so you, know, you miss game through if you get through the trophy games. And uh, if we get another cold snap or something, then you know, it'd, be, it'd be difficult. So, but I think you know, with, with the help of our board of directors, you know, we're, we're able to bring people in as and when uh, the ones that we want are available. You can always make your, your team worse, we always say that between us, and uh, so we have to be careful, it's not just the numbers. And finally, Gaffer, you did mention about the previous encounters against Notts County, uh, bearing in mind the uh, playoff semi-final and last season's uh, 5 more win. This game's got a lot to live up to, but the one common denominator is the difference that the Yellow Army made in both those games, and they've got a huge part to play against that. Absolutely. They, they, they played a huge part at uh, Woking. 
Um, you know, and, and they always play a huge part, and we always say that. So they know that, uh, hopefully. And um, you know, the boys, new lads that come in, always comment on our support uh, that, that we have. And that gives them confidence. You know, the crowd always make them welcome when their names get called out over the same way at home. And, um, and it is a great way of making players comfortable quickly, and that's important. Um, and Notts County, you know, we all want to see whether we're close to Notts County at this moment in time. You know, and your Notts Counties, your Wrexhams, that sort of stuff. So we did all right up there, we lost 4-0, but if you remember there was certain things happened and we, it was only one nil, well it was nil nil for a little while, then it was one nil and um, then we had to make a couple of subs late on for different reasons and uh, they scored two right at the end. So it made it look a little bit more uh, worse than, than it actually was. But uh, we're, look, we're looking really, really proper, looking forward to it. So to answer your question, uh, a supportive, noisy uh, crowd will be uh, very, very beneficial to us and 12th man, as we say. If you look on any of the betting sites this morning, Saturday's the most one-sided oh, game. I'm looking at them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you quite relish that, being absolute underdogs as a manager and as a team? Is it quite motivating? Um, it is, as long as you don't feel like you're underdogs. You know, we've got to make sure we send them out there saying that there's, there's no difference between the quality of the teams. You've got to work hard, you know, and we've got goals in us now. We, we're not letting in goals. So that's why the confidence side of things is, is so important. Um, so, yes, from a gambling point, point of view, Notts uh, County uh, are going to be big favourites, but then so were Woking. We've yeah, been, you know, we've yeah. messed up a few people on, on that one. Um, although these teams, um, they respect us enough that uh, they don't look at that and go, we're well, you know, the, this is three points for us. We've just got to turn up. They won't be doing that, they too professional in this league that manages to uh, to come here not being prepared and ready. One of the standout things from the last two games has been the performance of Mark Holstead. How important are your, your goalkeepers and the goalkeeping coach as, as part of this revival, not revival, but you know what I mean, the, the yeah. improvement in form, the way, you know, the way things are going now. Yeah, well he's, he's had a lot of games now consecutively and, and often goalkeepers needed that. He was unlucky because he was doing well. Uh, was that last season? Was it back this season? This season, wasn't it? He was doing well, and Reese came in and done well, but he had that little break, then you've got to get going again. Um, and he, it's not just the good saves he makes, it's uh, the professionalism of him. And he makes coming out for crosses now look quite simple. You know, he's timing it well. He's, you know, there was a time when he was a, bit, we were a little bit nervous, and then the goalie gets nervous. and. He might like parry one or something, but he's, he's looked really, really solid. He has made some good saves, which is what keepers are there for. Yeah. Um, and he's, be, he's become a real leader, if you like. You know, he's one of the older ones anyway. Uh, he's made captain you know, the other day, and I think he was, that made him feel good. You know, that's uh, respect to him. And uh, yeah, he's deserved his, 
his good season and hopefully you know we can move on the rest of this season um, because we know that uh, we've got a good goalkeeper behind us and we can all be confident in him and that's that's where he is so he's doing great. Nico Lawrence has had a debut against Taunton, a game against Maidstone and then a big test at, at Woking. How did you think how do you think, first of all, how did he do on Tuesday night uh, and, and in his progression in those, those he, three he games? He's done well. I mean, he's, you know, he, that's not even me making it up to give him confidence. You know, he, he did very well. He's, he's got all the attributes. Um, I don't see why Southampton think highly of him. Um, you know, we're helping him you know, down with his centre-half sort of individual work that we do. And he does, um, and the lads proper up for learning more, and also up. He's enjoying the experience of playing in a first team, uh, regular, with pressure, with you know managers screaming at him at half time and at the end, um, because that don't always happen in the under 21s or whatever under 23s. It's more development, so there's a lot more on this, and uh, he's coped on and off the pitch really, really well. And uh, we're, we're really pleased to have him. As you know, we got him to the end of the season, so we can rely on that, that situation. Yeah, he's only 19, uh -huh. and, and you, 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 sometimes with lads like that, that there, there is a little moment, isn't there, or, yeah. or, or whatever. But there's always um, moments in whether you're in 19 or, or 35, yeah. Um, it, it's just, he's got a, an air about it. I think that's the important thing, you know. I don't think centre forwards are looking at him and saying, let's get at him, he's only 19, he's a bit weak, he's a bit this, he's a bit that, because he's, he's got everything you need. And uh, you know, one day he'll have a mistake in him like everybody else, but uh, for the last three games that we've seen, he's justified us bringing him in in a Quite a precarious situation, you know, and he's coping with it. Um, he's playing alongside Dean Moxie, obviously. It must be great to have Dean in the squad, isn't it? Just, you know, yeah, experience and everything. Yeah, I mean, Dan was talking about it in the car today. You know, Dean Moxie is uh, he's a great player, you know what <laughs> I mean? He's a great footballer, and when you've got Dean next year and, and he's had all that experience, you, know, you, you can only be comfortable alongside Mox. And also Shaw's had a lot of experience as well, so he's, he's really got it both sides. Um, so I'm sure he feels very comfortable. And you know, Mox is, he reads things quickly. You don't get to the Premiership, do you? Play a few games in the Premiership if you don't understand the game. And now he's using his experience to uh, still affect a game. You know, he's, he's, his assist, wasn't it? With Dean, you don't say he lumps it, but uh, he, he fed a lovely little 60-yard ball <laughs> through to uh, Toby, who uh, I'd asked him at half-time at Woking that he needed to get his run started earlier, but don't run offside, and, uh, in so many words, at half-time, and he thanked me afterwards for livening him up, so that's always a nice thing as well. So.
and he scored, and he, he deserved that. That's a tune though, isn't it? Are you dancing? Are you dancing out there, everybody? Are you dancing? I'm asking. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I was singing it in the shower this morning. <laughs> I went through the whole song in my head. For some reason, it's one of those theme tunes that has got lots of little elements like... Anyway, we'll stop now. Sorry, You're a professional musician, away. Richard. Yeah, but not in the shower, I'm not. <laughs> so, that, I mean, th- nothing says... 1970s, 80s cop show, quite like that theme music. The Sweeney is of its time, yeah. mid 70s. And then you move on <laughs> to the professionals. There's, there's always a little bit of a wah wah guitar, as you pointed out when we were texting last night. Yeah. So it's got that 70s guitar in the background, the wah wah. Trying to make it sound like Isaac Hayes and Sharp. Yeah, yeah, which is but another one. It it worked. So the reason for that, <laughs> of course, That's, it, yeah, is sorry. The, is the cheapest joke of the week at the expense of Paul Lewis Collins. Who probably doesn't even know what The Professionals is. No. But I will add, his parents should have known better. <laughs> we have signed Lewis Collins from Newport County. Yeah. Um, he's played a lot of games for them. Yeah? He hasn't scored since August the 9th. No. But he's played a lot of games for them. They obviously rate him up there. Yeah, Gary um, said that he first saw him in a playoff semi-final, I think. Mm. He said yeah. and he noted he noted him in that game when he came on as a, a youngster. 21 now, 22, I'm not sure. Um, and they've kept an eye on him ever since. Yeah. And it sounds like, for, the, for those of you confused as to why we got another loan signing coming in when we thought we'd, we'd done it, you know, that was our business closed down after the transfer deadline and all that. Um, it sounds like it's because he was offered to us out of the blue. Yeah, to me. It does. It does. And Gary thought, I can't really turn that down, especially as he offered to pay for the coffees. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. What a, what a clever lad. <laughs> Absolutely. But, he, I mean, he looks decent. He'll fit into our side pretty well. But the, the, the standout part of that story for me was the fact that he was signed, the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed in a motorway service Absolutely. station. Absolutely. Nothing says transfer deadline day quite like either Harry Redknapp driving out of a training ground yeah. or managers doing deals in motorway service I think. Yeah, I, think you, I can't remember if it was before the microphones were turned off but you asked him if there was different managers on different tables yeah. in that, that <laughs> service station on deadline day it was after that's proper think, that's probably yeah. 70s as well I'm sure yeah. I'm sure deals were done all the time in motorway service stations occasionally you read the these managers autobiographies yeah. and they talk about doing deals in absolutely cafes and service yeah. stations and of course Alex Ferguson did the Lee Sharp deal on his doorstep but yeah. you know it's yeah. it's kind of comforting in these days of TikTok and Instagram and it stuff is. we've never heard of it is that you can still do a deal in a service station yeah I, yeah. I like that it's another reason why I haven't even seen him play yet but I like Lewis Collins down, down, down. <laughs> for that reason um, two games very different games this week Rich the game against yeah. Maidstone um, I wrote down at the time was it Clive Woodward who coined the phrase winning ugly for the England rugby yeah, team yeah. and Torquay won ugly it was against a Maidstone. poor first half it so a, yeah. I wonder what, how we would be addressing it now if we hadn't won that game because Quite. they they were bottom of the table yeah. coming, to the, coming to us so you've got to win that if you're in a situation where you're fighting off relegation 
and it was a poor first half. The football was bad. The football was scrappy. Yeah. We didn't look at it. No. They didn't look at it. No. Um, they looked, again, the old phrase with respect to, which means we give them no respect at all, but yeah. they looked there for the taking. Yeah, absolutely. They're look, down, aren't they? Yeah, we yeah. didn't look like taking it at all. Mm. Um, they brought on James Alabi towards the end of the which game. you thought, oh, oh. Here we go. Yeah. But then... Ryan Jarvis. See, I've, put, I've written it down. I wrote on the blog Ryan Jarvis. Oh, did you? Um, so apologies to Aaron Jarvis and apologies to Ryan Jarvis as well because uh, I wrote Ryan Jarvis on the blog Fair on enough. Saturday. But Aaron Jarvis, a great, great finish. Oh, it was, it was a fantastic finish. It was a great... F- the ball pinged off Tom Lapsley. It was a clearance that so yeah. hit Tom Lapsley. He knew nothing about it. Oh, I, I disagree. Tom oh, Lapsley always, always knows what he's doing. Don't diss the Tom. Um... <laughs> And it fell to to uh, Farahunzi, didn't it? And and, and it first a, touch. It was a lovely little clip round the corner, wasn't it? Lovely clip yeah. through to um, for Aaron Jarvis to run onto, and he did have a he did have a player running along, alongside him, but he got ahead of him, and it was a great strike. A lovely cross, strike. left yeah. left footed cross goal into the into the far corner, leaving the goalie no chance. Perfect. Uh, he enjoyed it as well. He did. He yeah. loved every minute of it. Yeah. And why not? It's his, uh, his tenth goal of the season. Yeah, working hard. So he's into double figures. So yeah. I mean, that's the most he's got in a season. Yeah. Uh, and um, as we talked about just now in the press conference, he's missed an awful lot of games. Yeah. Uh, missed eight games at the beginning of the season. We the... didn't start for about eight games now, that's no. right. And then, of course, that, it's going to take you a minute or two to get going as well, as well yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You're not going to start, you know, unless you're Harry Kane or someone. It, uh, he's done well and a good performance again Mark Holstead I thought yep. was excellent against Maidstone and, I and thought, was even better at Woking I thought Dean Moxie was excellent yeah Maidstone Absolute Dean, Dean Moxie doesn't have a bad game does he no. I don't think I've ever seen Dean Moxie have a bad no. game and you can see Dean Mo- if Dean Moxie misplaces a pass you can see how angry he gets with yeah. himself <laughs> Um, he is, uh, he's, he's having a and he's cracking season. supremely fit for a man of his age. <laughs> man of his age. The man of his that. vintage. He'll come and find you. Don't say that. <laughs> in his little car. We've, I was just going to say we've already taken the Mickey out of his car. <laughs> I think we've pushed the Dean Moxie as far as we can go <laughs> on that. But uh, it was good performances there, and we'll move on to Woking because I, I had the uh, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to do the old-fashioned match report. You're welcome. Tuesday, I, was, I, I thoroughly was enjoyed watching Pale Blue Eyes in in Dartington at the start of their uh, UK tour. Good stuff, and yeah. that's their music that you hear at the beginning. It of the is podcast. after my after yours after mine. Yeah, it's the the bit that you the, the bed music. It's the bit that you talk the over. Bed isn't I talk it? over yeah. is Pale Blue Eyes, and very very good they are too. Um, but talking at Woking, it was a good, good game. They went behind Padraig Armand, um, seasoned old professional. Yeah, good player. Cross into the box, which we didn't deal with terribly well, and it just fell. And you know that Armand is going to get it on target, and he managed to sort of bend it beyond Mark Holstead. And there's a bit of you that thinks, oh, well, we've conceded. Yeah. But we're going in at halftime, 1 0 down. It's damage limitation now. Of course, his next Exeter City player. He is. Armand. Uh, but it wasn't. Torquay came out on the front foot in the second half. A good finish by Fader Hunzi. It was a yeah, it, it was Dean it Moxie, as as Gary said, Dean Moxie sixty yard precision pass. Yeah, yeah. There's um, no lumping involved. In behind the defence, uh, they weren't expecting it. Fader Hunzi showed a good turn of speed. Yeah. Got his foot to it. The keeper got his fingertips to it, but wasn't enough. Wasn't able to push it away. No. And uh, it bounced into the net. And Fadahunzi very nearly got another one almost immediately afterwards. Seems like a good find yeah, at the he's, moment. 
he looks a very, very strong player. Yeah. He's got that physique, he's got that build, hasn't he? Yeah. If anybody out there hasn't seen him play yet, he looks a proper athlete. Yeah, it's good, good two to have, front, have up front at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm quite excited about seeing those two play together again. You uh, thought it was a much better performance? Much better performance. And I wanted to mention Nico Lawrence, yeah. which I know uh, Dave Thomas just has as well in the press conference. Um we talked about him last week being the 25-year-old, 19-year-old, but what yeah. a player he is turning out to be. Yeah. Um, doesn't get flustered. There were a couple of times uh, against Woking on Tuesday night where he got turned, so he's running towards his own goal with a player breathing down his neck and a bobbling ball bouncing away from him, and he did not panic at all. He's able to turn and clear, or he plays the right ball. He looks composed on the ball. He's good in the air. He's a proper player. Well, like Gary said, Southampton obviously rate him very highly, yeah. so they've seen something as well. And and, and and they'll be pleased that he's playing a part in, a, in, in proper football. Yeah. And the, uh, following on from the question that you asked as well, playing between Sean Donnell and, and Dean Moxley yeah. has got to be good for a young Absolutely. player, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Because you've got yeah. loads of experience there. Donnellan is playing well at the moment. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't have said that Donnellan was a centre-back when he signed at the start of the season but he's been great there he's doing a perfectly yeah, good yeah, job yeah, there isn't yeah, he he's, yeah. he's quite versatile isn't he Sean yeah. he's played right back he's played midfield he's played centre back uh, and he makes a reasonable fist of all of them absolutely so he's doing doing pretty well there um, I watched the stream obviously which is quite interesting uh, um, someone who was, oh, was probably you actually said there's no commentary there was no commentary that's the, odd isn't it the funny thing was because there was no commentary the, the score came up. There were no captions for substitutions, which meant that I had to be on Woking's Twitter feed and on Woking's website yeah. to get the numbers and that yeah. sort of thing. But that's a minor inconvenience. But they put their very sensitive effects microphone uh-huh. either above or in front of the Yellow Army. So there was a commentary. So there was a commentary. <laughs> there was a com- there was a, an industrial strength commentary going That's on. It's very odd not to have a commentary. But it was. I mean, if, if it was one of those things, if there had been some kids, there was lots of holiday words. If there had been kids watching, you'd have been thinking, just don't pick up any of this stuff yeah. because it was um, it was pretty ripe all the way through. The referee and linesman got the usual <laughs> encouragement from the Yellow Army and it was you could hear every syllable. How strange. <laughs> Does so, they not have someone monitoring it either? Obviously not. Obviously That's not. very but weird. It was very weird. No, it, I mean, Talkie do the commentary well. What I've seen yeah. on the streaming service. And the one that I Dominion watched. Dominion do the commentary well. And which one would it have been I watched? It's the only one I've watched so far because uh, it's the only one that We've been away for it was Yeovil, wasn't it? It was Yeovil. Yeah. That was very yeah. good. They, yeah. did, they did a good job. Um, so, yeah, no commentary. I mean, it's £9.50 or whatever it is. I mean, mm, you are paying cheap. for something. Yeah. The co- the quality of the, the stream was good. Yeah. You know, there were close-ups and long shots and slow-motion replays. That's was it slow-motion? Well, there were replays. Yeah, yeah. So, the other week, uh, my friend Michael signed up to... Now, which game was it? It was called Boreham Wood. Uh, yeah. Called off quite late yeah just before the finish oh I can't remember which was Boreham Wood or that was another one I think it was it was the other one yeah. uh, which was called off quite early but my friend Michael for some reason booked his his um, stream very yeah. early that would have been and then it was off the previous week that would have been yeah. woken and then it was off and he emailed the the, the, the people who do it and yeah. they said no you can't have your money back you can have a voucher for another game and so he was, he was, he okay. was very unhappy about this. I don't know if this has happened to other people. 
Um, but he paid by PayPal, so he went straight to PayPal, yeah. and they gave him his money back. Uh-huh. So, but worth bearing in mind. Yeah. If any. So other, if, if that happens to you, and you paid by PayPal, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the club, you see. It's 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 the people who who host the the games, I think, and that's yeah. probably not BT Sport either. Yeah. It's a very. It's a strange setup, yeah. but it worked well. It was good. It was of good enough quality for our yeah. work purposes. Yeah. I hope people enjoyed it. Well, another thing that happened in that game that I wrote down, what's happening with throw-ins at the moment, right? Players stealing yards at throw-ins. Yeah. It was, both teams are doing it. On Tuesday night, you could have written a thesis about it <laughs> on Tuesday night alone. The referee and linesman point to a spot on the touchline and say, take it from there, don't mess me about. But that's but, 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 but the, the player looks at it and thinks that's where I start my run that's up. Where I start my run. <laughs> Dean Moxie gets about ten yards before he pings <laughs> one of his throwings in. Woking were doing it as well. It's becoming quite funny, mm. um, but it, it needs clamping down. It's annoying. The pop side on Saturday you'll see it as well. The pop side do their nuts when players yeah, do yeah, it because yeah, the, yeah. the throwing is there. It's inside your own half. It ends up being taken in front of Malloy's banner, which is well inside the other half or, or whatever. That needs clamping down. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, and we talk about him every week, was Tom Lapsley. Tom Lapsley. Who very nearly talked himself into his fourth successive booking <laughs> on Tuesday night. But he is on top of his game at the moment yeah. as a terrier in the midfield, shifting pianos, yeah. doing the hard, hard yards. I would love to see... Tom's GPS stats his, his running stats his running yeah. stats yeah. because I, I would imagine that when Aaron Downs gets the uh, gets the GPS stats he's probably ringing up the manufacturers and saying there's something wrong with this <laughs> he can't possibly be covering this much ground at yeah. that speed I don't know what they what do they do about 10 12 kilometres or something is that, that the average yeah, I think that about, rings a bell it's about a 10k yeah. in the course of a match Tom Lapsley must cover more than that yeah far more than that and he had two really good games Maidstone and Absolutely. Yeah. And he will be relishing the chance to go up against the league leaders. Yeah, let's talk about them. Yeah. Not County Torquay. You can get 11 to 1 on Torquay. I didn't even Pop bother a guinea looking. on it, guy. <laughs> I've done it, mate. Yeah. I didn't even look at the odds on Notts County. Uh, they're top. They're three points clear of, of that Welsh team. Yeah. Who very nearly pulled off a big cup. That was a great game of football. I was willing them to lose. It was a a great game of football to watch. I really enjoyed it. Do you know the gap between uh, Notts County at top, they're three points clear of Wrexham, who are 12 points clear of Woking. Is that right? In third place. Okay. So the top two is almost seen. Done and done and dusted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Torquay haven't got a chance on Saturday, so bring it on. It's what, you know, it's, it's. Yeah. Uh, Woking have only lost once this season. Notts were, County. Uh, sorry, Notts yeah. County, I apologise. Uh, they've only lost once this season. It was a 3-1 defeat at Dorking on September the 17th. The Dorks. The Dorks beat them. Yeah. Um, but there's no... I'm not having this. Torquay could beat Notts well, County. Well, I'm sticking a guinea on it. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they may have won 19 and drawn 5 um, of their last... But have they met the laps? Games. They've not met the laps. <laughs> they've not come up against Nico Lawrence. Exactly. And they've not had Toppy Fader Hunzi trying to get in behind them. And the very, very physical Aaron, Aaron Giles. not Ryan Giles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a great game. I, I was pleased, by the way, in my preview that I got the lineup perfectly right because I yeah. said that the only change would be because uh, I didn't think R- Ricky Ag Ag, Ag- 
Aguiar. Never say his name. Aguiar uh, had a very good game against Maidstone. He didn't. Uh, and I thought that Hansen had played well when he came on, Ryan Hansen. So I thought that would be the only change. As it turns out, Ricky Aguiar's... I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> Literally just because I can't say his name. He's gone back to Swindon. So, um, Yeah, I, I, if we look at the last couple of times that we've had Notts County at Playmore, uh, we beat him 4-2 yeah. in that epic There's some big games, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, two for Danny Wright, and then goals in extra time. Mm. Asa Horner and Dean Moxie mm. penalty. Uh, Mark Ellis playing for Notts County then. Uh, and last April, of course, beat them 5-1 Yeah, at Plainmore. Yeah. And we weren't expected to win that one. No, either. no. I don't think the odds were quite so extreme. But that was that was an extraordinary day, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. The talkie were brilliant. Yeah. It's um, going to be interesting. You know, they've got some players, Guy. I mean, we, we all know about Carl Cameron, but the the one that always scares the living daylights out of me is, is, is Rodriguez. I think he's a great player. He is. is he still there? I haven't, he is. Let, I haven't looked yet, but... Macaulay Langstaff has yeah. got 20, yeah, he, 23 goals. Yeah, and they picked goals. him up from... from Gateshead, wasn't he? Was it Gateshead? No, Gateshead? I don't think... I, 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 I might well be wrong. I thought it was lower than that. Uh, it might have been. Might well have been. 23 goals in 27 games. He'll be uh, up against Nico Lawrence. I think... Um, I think... Uh, oh, crikey. What's the, the famous Man City striker that, that's scoring all the goals? is completely Erling Haaland. Haaland. Yeah. I, think, I think at one point he, he was... Goal to goal with Haaland, but I think Haaland <laughs> pulled away a bit since then. But that's that's how well he's been playing, admittedly, in the National League. He won't have it all his own way against Nico Lawrence. No, no. Exactly. That'll be an interesting test mm. for young Nico. Don't see any reason why he needs to be intimidated by that at all. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem bothered, doesn't seem, does he? Doesn't seem phased by anything. Kyle Cameron, obviously, is in that side. Aaron Domain is playing regularly. Yeah. There. We Watch out the, for him the, down the wing. Yeah. And I think, now I haven't checked this, I haven't time to check this this morning, but he was on loan at Aldershot. But I believe that back in the Notts County squad is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Frankie Vincent. Oh, beautiful. Mr. Frankie Vincent, I believe, is back in the Notts County squad. And we're squad. straight back to the professionals. <laughs> Frankie Vincent. If he was a darts player, he'd have to have a really good nickname. Yeah. He? And that bloke would in- introduce him as he came onto the pitch. Yeah. But, uh, so I-, I think Frankie's back there after okay. a loan at Aldershot. I liked him. I think he's still think I think he's, he's a good, good player. player. Yeah. And he's not getting in the team. He's on the bench. That's surprising. But um, I don't think he was getting in the team at Aldershot either. So whether things have gone wrong for him or whether he just needs a bit of Gary and Aaron time again. Gary and Aaron love. Yeah, yeah. get him back. Because, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. I thought he was a terrific yeah. player. Um, he tried a lot. I tried hard, didn't he? I remember it took him a while to get into the team here. And yeah. then when he made his debut or whatever, or when he played his first start, he was so passionate and, and won the ball. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, I like him. He's a clever player. He's a clever Frankie midfield player. Vincent. He was in the same mould, but not quite as good as Adam Randall. Uh-huh. Uh, who obviously is a great player yeah. uh, and will go on to, as we've said countless times, have a cracking career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Saturday's going to be a great game, isn't it? There should be a big crowd there. It's the top of the league. They'll bring a lot because they're quite well supported on they the are. road. Yeah. Um, it's got to be a, a, a 3,000 crowd at Playmore, I would have thought, on Saturday. So enjoy. It's going to be something. Just going to do a technical thing, Guy. Go on. Well, my phone's been playing up. Okay. So we've got, what, 20 minutes into the podcast? We have. And I'm just going to pause, save, and start again. Control, alt, delete. Yeah, hang on a second, everyone. And we're back.
<laughs> I just didn't want to lose that 20 minutes. There'll only be a millisecond in between that. Yeah, so. yeah, it's okay. like time slip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that game. Right, we're going to open a World Cup coin. Now, this is extraordinary. I, 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 I'm not sure what I feel about this. The story behind these, and I, I might just take a picture of that and uh, put it on there. It does look not unlike the packaging that goes around something else. I thought you, purchase. I, when you pulled that out your pocket earlier on, I thought I was <laughs> I wondering what was going on. Something that you might purchase for the weekend. For in, in, in the House of Love. Yes. So that's uh, the House the of Love, House of Fun. <laughs> but readers who are a little bit older will remember in the run up to the nineteen seventy World Cup, SO Garages gave away World Cup coins. Yeah. Every time you filled your car up with I mean petrol, this is nineteen seventy. I'm fifty two guy. I was, I was born in nineteen seventy. Well I, I was I was just coming up for ten mm. at this time. And this, tapping on the table. The little paper wallet that goes around the World Cup. Is it paper? Yes, yeah, it, it was cardboard. I think it may have got a bit brittle over the years. Yeah. Now I have Mike Griffiths. It's not opened. It's not opened. I have Mike Griffiths to thank for this. Kenny's dad, Mike, who lives in Totnes, is an avid collector of football memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's very generous with his swapsies. <laughs> so I wrote something about World Cup coins, and Mike sent me a World Cup coin. In a packet. Previously. We can't tell who it is. Can't tell who it is. So I, I, say, I sent him a letter back saying, thank you very much, saying I'm not going to open it because I like the mystery of uh, the fact that it's not open. So here is the second one that he <laughs> sent me and says... Oh, okay. don't mix them up. You've got to remember which was the first and which That's was the, the second. <laughs> um, he said, open that then. So we're going to open it live. And this is going to send 50, a free 52 song. 52-year-old Yeah. A free coin. song of excitement Half for anybody century. of my age. Because when, you, when your dad used to get the petrol at auto sales in yep. Tottenham Road or wherever it was, your yep. local SO garage. Blacklers. Blacklers. Uh, you would plead with the guy behind the counter for an extra couple of World Cup coins. So so I actually have in the loft somewhere, not, I haven't got a loft, but I've got some boxes <laughs> full of football memorabilia. And I do have a, 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 a framed, finished... Wow. Um, I suppose it, you, you, you popped them in the, the gaps, they were little, car, little recesses. Little recess in a cardboard thing, display yeah. thing, and you, you pop the coins in there. I do have a, a finished one, which my dad uh, would have collected at the time. I've also got a, a, an 86 one as well. Have you really? Yeah. Have you? I've not got those. Yeah. So the, the great thing about the World Cup coins was you don't, you don't know who it is. So it could be Bobby Moore or Jeff Hurst. It could be Keith Newton, Brian LeBone. Yeah, all those or, players that you don't remember being in an England squad at all. Exactly. Unless, uh, or Francis Lee, because Francis Lee's picture, the, the pictures on the coins didn't always look much like the players. And Francis Lee's look just looked like a jacket potato. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, oh, I can't think of Francis Lee without thinking of the Shire Horses and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and the beautiful rhyming couplet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a toilet paper magnate. Yeah, that's well, that's what the rhyming couplet is. Should we, yeah. not, should we not go into that? Is it? Is so it, it so in about funny, 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 all the money that you made from the bog paper trade. <laughs> right, here we go now. Go on, go how on. easy is this going to be to open? Here it's we go. brittle. It ooh, is brittle. Ooh, ooh. It's become brittle over the years. I can't believe there's doing a this. silver coin in there, and it is Peter Simpson. Peter Simpson. Peter Simpson. Arsenal, Peter Simpson, uh, I believe. Don't know. Don't know, Guy. You so, were hoping secretly for Bobby Moore, weren't oh, you? So, well, I was hoping for Franny Lee. <laughs> but Peter Simpson, look, there's his, his signature at the bottom. There's Lovely. His, there's his I'm gonna face Ooh, engraved. It's quite a good face. It yeah, is quite yeah. good. And on the back, the SO logo 
World Cup wins. There, there we, we go. go. Peter wow. Simpson. So for any people who were Arsenal fans, I hope he was Arsenal. I may have committed a great faux pas. <laughs> I don't... Well, it was before my time. Obviously, I wasn't even born. <laughs> Back in the 60s and 70s, that will send a bit of nostalgia. So thank you to Mike Griffiths, um, who is the football memorabilia man that's made our day, hasn't it? Absolutely. What a, what a thing to do. <laughs> Wow. Don't leave that rapper hanging around, though, or, or, or your wife will have questions when you come home. Uh, yeah. It's a World Cup coin, honestly. honestly. Uh, a few other bits of housekeeping to do. Other teams, uh, commiserations to Buckland. Yeah. Who did, gave really, did well, gave yeah. it everything. They were undone by two quick goals just before half-time. Yeah, Ascot looked like a formidable team, to be honest with you. They lost 3-1 to Ascot yeah. in their fourth-round FA Vars game. Jared Lewington scored. A late consolation. He did. Um, Brixham are now Devon's only survivors. Devon that. and Cornwall's only survivors. They go uh, to Corsham on the 18th. I think it's the 11th. Which is the, which it's the same day as the FA Trophy. So is, is that the 11th? Is it the 11th or the 18th? He said quickly, it is. It's the 11th. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, there's a bus guy. Good. Picks up at the old smoky. Good. So, uh, the Brixham, the uh, the Brixham travelling army. It's not that Bri- far. Brixham casuals, of course. Brixham casuals. Yeah. It's not that far, is it? It's well, it could have been gut. worse, couldn't it? Could have been deal. Yeah, it could have yeah. been deal. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. So Brixham, right there. but commiserations to Buckland gave it everything. Yeah. Um, const- but what? Concentrate but, on the league. Now, Great what run. a fantastic achievement that is for yeah. Brixham, who are playing. You know, there are. I think there are twelve or fourteen divisions of 10 teams each uh, 20 teams each yeah. above them seriously that they can really in, in that they would play in that competition so they they've done better than all of those Brilliant. teams in all of those divisions already they're punching well above well their above weight, their weight yeah 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 so um, good luck to them and in, in the Peninsula League I looked they, they beat the leaders Oakhampton the other yeah. day they've yeah. got a lot of games in hand mainly I think because of this FA Vars run mm-hmm. and uh you know, if they win their games, they'll be top of that division as well. So doing really well. Tim Tim Porter, who uh, is always brilliant with quotes and stuff after uh, when, when I need to, to write about them. He's yeah. straight back to me, really good. Um, and uh, Jason Couch, joint managers there. So well done to you guys. Proper success yeah. story going on there. And a proper success story going on for the Talking United women's team as well. Indeed. Uh, they're second in their league with a pile of games in hand. Mm. They're going really well. They won 4-0 at Royal Wooden Bassett. Mm-hmm. It's not Wooten Bassett anymore. It's Royal Wooten Bassett. It is Royal Wooten Bassett Town. Now, when I write it, in the, when I, when I do the, the the fixtures and results and stuff, it's always weird because there's so many double letters in that that whole oh, yeah. word. Yes, there are. Yeah, there's two double O's, there's two T's, there's double two S. S's and two T's. That's a lot. Of numbers, <laughs> and of course, they got the Royal because of the RAF base. That's the where they, they used they to uh, bring the bring the bring the, the fallen back, isn't it? They did. Um, Steve Ellswood and Danny Wyatt who's now mm-hmm. the assistant manager really got that team playing well Connie Pengelly got the first goal and then Esme Kilburn Thompson got a hat-trick well done to make it 4-0 yeah. they are absolutely flying yeah she was the, the one that got from Exeter last season wasn't she she's a, she's a good player good stuff we'll have to go and watch them play yeah. sometime very very soon get them up playing more guys come on would be if they get it be nice I mean I can see it depends on the size of the crowd doesn't it it does, but it also, but I mean, it encourages a crowd. I think it does. If yeah. they got, if they got a big game, if they get a game like that cup final against Exeter again. I mean, they're out of the cup, unfortunately. Yeah. The, the final this year was Plymouth, Exeter, uh, predictably. But um, yeah. but it would be nice. It would be good. You're right. Get a game. At they've Plymouth, still got a chance of, of winning promotion. So if if it comes to the end of the season, um, 
and the pitch is in, good, in a good state, then get them, to, get them to play more and get them we on can there. all go up. And finally, in passing, the walking football teams. Oh, yes. I didn't play. I'm still injured, Rich. I oh, can't yeah. play. Still got that, still that, got a gammy knee. Gammy knee. Gammy knee. Uh, all three teams did well. Uh, the Yellows are doing exceptionally well okay. in the top division. Uh, the other two teams also doing extremely well. There's two teams now. There's three teams we now. We have three teams now. Oh, I thought it was just yellow, le- ye- yellows, le- yellows and, blues. and blues. And the other team who aren't tied to any particular colour. Oh. But uh, all three Invisible. teams. Invisible. <laughs> all three teams going great guns. Well Sorry done. I missed it. They played up at South Devon College last Sunday uh, and are going well. So if Hayden has stayed awake long enough to hear the end of the podcast, well done, Hayden. He, he will have been asleep lads. well before Peter Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, and Hayden and Bob and all the lads who listen to the uh, podcast. Yeah, you, you will never have heard of Peter Simpson. <laughs> I'm going to have to look him up and check he's in the Arsenal play, you know. But it didn't take, take me too long to do that now. Let's just leave it there as a hanging fact. Do you reckon, every, do you reckon when you, when you were collecting you these teams... You keep talking. Do you reckon, yeah, you're giggling now, aren't you? Do you reckon when, you, when we were collecting these teams in the 70s and uh, every time you went to, to fill up your car, you got a Peter Simpson, you were like, oh, not Peter was, Simpson again. There was There's one always player one player like, like that. that. I've got yeah. a feeling Peter Bonetti used oh, to come cat. out an awful lot. Peter Simpson is a yes, played most of his career as a defender with Arsenal. Well done. How old is he? Um, let's see what's... He is 70... According to Wikipedia, which is very reliable, of course, he is 78 years old. Good on him. He played for Arsenal. Then he went out on loan to the Boston Beacons. Whoa, they all went to America, didn't they, for that that season or whatever. He played 50 games for the New England T-Men. Wow. And then finished his career playing at Hendon. So Mm -hmm. what he's done since there, since retiring from football, I don't know. But let's hope he's having a long and happy retirement. Good, good stuff. Peter Simpson. You'd, who th- who'd have thought that he'd figure He'll be podcast. trending on Twitter within hours. <laughs> he will. I must try and get hold of him if he's on Twitter <laughs> yeah. and say that you're in our podcast this week. <laughs> you're in our thoughts, Peter. He's probably got hundreds of those coins at home. I bet he has, but people keep sending them to him. Yeah. So Mike, Mike Griffiths has sent him millions. So this one, in the in the other bit of packaging... It's staying closed. Staying closed. Yeah. It might be another Peter Simpson. I will never know. It might be a Bobby Moore. It might be a Bobby oh. Moore. Could be a Bobby Charlton. Could be... Oh. Or it could, could be, be a cat. Could be old potato head himself. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. On that bombshell. On that bombshell, we'll leave you there. Enjoy the Notts County game. Yeah, get, it's going to be fantastic. Get behind. The, I think that Gary talked about the 12th man again. We need yeah. the 12th man this week. Absolutely. Possibly more than ever. It's going to be a tough game, but, you know. Get up there. Yeah. Get behind the goals. And we'll finish with a rousing chorus of Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows. And should we sing the professional steam again? Bow out, bow. Fade out, fade out. <laughs> Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows. Full of pride, buckle up for the rally.